here, buddy? I am. I always forget about Craig, and then he says, what's up? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> the demons. <laughs> Gets me every fucking time. Every It'll time never... with you, <laughs> with recording, number one, you're always afraid of the bot, and number two, you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, you're not ready. Get on Discord. You're not here. I don't know why I do that, okay? I'm just like, if I was ready, I should just message them, or like, got on Discord, and I've been like, all right. You're like my mom who texts me twice before she's going to call me. She's like, all right, honey, I'm going to call you now. I'm like, I'm aware, ma. Oh, like, <laughs> you told me this already? <laughs> My favorite thing, sometimes she calls to see if we're still going to have a call at the scheduled time. I'm like, just checking in. I'm like, well, we could just do it right now. She's like, no, no, I want to talk to you then. It's going to be great. I'm like, it could be great right now. I don't it know. It could be great. It'll be just as great right now. I promise you. I, I sound like I, <laughs> I sound like the most passive aggressive Donald Trump supporter ever. Every time I talk to my mom, I'm like, it could be great. It could be great again, mom. Just like. <laughs> just, just give it time. Let it marinate. I, I want that I am not a transfer. <laughs> oh, but what I am is the host of Persons No Consequence, the only podcast that interviews the people you've never heard of and tries to get you to listen. And today with me, I have Travis, your favorite alleged drug dealer. Alleged. 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 And if I didn't say my name, my name is Terry Smith. We're recording this very late. I'm very tired. It's been a very long day. <laughs> So I apologize if we sound a little off. Uh, neither one of us are inebriated, and that's probably part of the problem. That that's that's a big part of the issue most of the time, honestly. <laughs> so let's get started. You were on the podcast once before, and you told me some crazy stories about allegedly selling drugs. <laughs> um, and it was the most popular episode I've ever seen of this podcast. And uh, we have about 13,000 listeners now. And uh, <laughs> it's still the most popular episode that we had. Wow. And we had about 500 subscribers when you told that story. Maybe maybe oh. it might have been closer to the 1,000 mark. but Dang. I'm glad yeah, you, you were You were pretty me, early man. on that one. Getting, yeah, getting, I appreciate you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pumping the numbers up. So I'm I guess I just... Well, I wanted to hear some more stories. Um, last time, just to remind some listeners, or if you haven't listened, go back and check out Travis's episode of Persons That No Consequence. You can find it at can'tbekilledcreations.com, or you can head over to our patreon.com slash can'tbekilledcreations and listen to all the other wonderful bonus content Travis has been on, like aiming for mediocrity. Wham! <laughs> Wham! Hit him with the Patreon. Um, <laughs> Slap him with it! So, Surprise! Surprise! So that vine resurfaced recently, and uh, I was trying to show my wife, and she was like, I don't get it. He says, surprise, motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, it's from Dexter, but then this guy said other things that rhymed with surprise, motherfucker, like some fries, motherfucker. And like, it's like, it's explaining old vines that have resurfaced on TikTok funny, or, or does that solidify me as just old? I think both. I think both. <laughs> because, like, sometimes, like, there's a few people. It was weird when I was just like, man, I miss Vine. And it was like, when I was, like, when I was working where I was, when I was living in, like, Wyoming, uh, like, I was working with, like, a younger bunch of people. And I was like, man, I miss Vine. And they're just like, the fuck are you talking about? And I was just like, oh, shit, I'm old. Oh, no. It was like TikTok before you could make money on the internet. <laughs> And then I yelled at him for skateboarding on the sidewalk because I was just like, I didn't know what else to do. It's just a, it's just a habit now. 
Uh, nothing makes me feel older than like when a young person has no idea of a thing that I think is new. Like, I'm like, oh man, how old am I? When I like bring up things from honestly the late two thousands, the tens, if we're calling it that, probably no one is. But you know, I bring up stuff like that, and they're like, oh yeah, no, I wasn't even born yet, or <laughs> I was in like first grade. I'm like, oh god, um, I'm ancient. So speaking of ancient, let's talk about your pops a little bit. So you dropped a bombshell near the end of the last episode you were on, and you mentioned that your father sometimes uh, trafficked drugs in Florida. Can we talk about that legally? We def. I mean, I'm not sure about legal. Should we get a hold of one of the other people that we've had those podcasts for some legal questions? <laughs> uh, no, we can definitely talk about that. I am all about talking about that. Because, of course, you know, like, when I was younger, they're like, oh, we're not going to do it. Like, you know, my parents, the people that they are, because, you know, they're like, they're the kind of people that, like, don't know how to whisper, I guess is the best way to put it. So, like, when um when when i was like younger they were like you know they're like oh we have this agreement that we're not going to tell him like stories about like our past until we're later like until like he's like older and then they would <laughs> have a bunch of part of a secret society like this is exactly right. what happened they i think let me snick it <laughs> <laughs> less drugs then, it was back when they both drank too though so then they would have friends come over and then they would drink and completely forget about that and tell them and then when i was you know older and they were like sat me down and like told me these stories like i still was just like mo like there was a definitely like a lot of new ones when they were but like there was a few of them where i was like yeah i heard this one already and they're like oh my god how and i'm like oh yeah sure like <laughs> You told me, or actually you told your friends just, like, incredibly loud because you yell when you talk, and I think that's why I'm so loud. <laughs> so, uh, so to recap again what happened on the last episode, you educated us on the fact that your parents helped you become a drug dealer, and apparently it was mm -hmm. because they had a lot of experience in such things. Um, yes. so, so tell me some of these stories that you've heard, I guess. Can you get into the how or why? Again, we won't mention names. It's mom and dad. And, uh, it's all alleged anyways. This is all made up content. It's definitely not real. All alleged, all hypotheticals. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. This is just, you know, two friends making up stories around a campfire that may or may not have happened. Um, so tell me a little bit about some of these alleged activities in the flow rider, as the kids call it. Okay, so the funny thing is, is I basically it's it's so weird because at this point, like I've I've talked to them about it so much. I have I have an origin story. So it yes, started out. Please, please hit me okay. with the origin tale. This is issue zero, uh, people. Honestly, I really wish just because of like the crazy life that my mom lived, like I wish she would be willing to do anything like this or like even like inviter. I will. I will totally. Because, like, I will totally like fog her voice out oh my and like, God. like it'll sound those those episodes of to catch a predator when like they're interviewing the guy he didn't give his permission to appear on the show and he's like listen that's you not what i was there for you know it's I'm like be the kid, man, you know <laughs> i did triple homicide but they deserve it you know what i'm saying no i'm like, 100% i'll even ghostwrite that book if you want <laughs> <laughs> do it okay so but, um, anyways okay so I can't remember how my mom got to this point, but that doesn't really matter. So she was living, oh, Jesus, she was living uh, in, in Indiana somewhere. And then she wound up like, 
God. I don't remember how she ended up in Michigan. No, wait. I'm a, her and her sister moved to Florida. That's what it was. And they were that's like okay, cleaning houses for people that... Sorry, sorry, my brain. <laughs> I don't know why my... It's okay. It's been a long time. You're all good. Long time. Sorry. But, um... So they moved to Florida. And, um... They were like, well... Mom was working for, like, you know, wherever you work at, like, in, like, a fish cleaning place or something like that. She was and working then for her... a fishmonger. Yeah, fishmonger. A fishmonger? It boy. Okay. okay. But, um... And then her and her sister were trying to get a business going where, like, you know, you go around, like, clean people's houses and kind of get that and, like, get established and, like, get the equipment for that sort of thing, I suppose. Like, vacuum? And like, what, one what of the people that she was cleaning for was, like, really, like, rich-ass people. Like, legit, okay. like, mansion, like, style house and stuff I'm like that. I'm picturing Scarface's, uh, like, mansion in Miami. <laughs> I... I you know, I kind of did too because they never explained that. So that's how I filled in that blank too. So <laughs> either that or the fake Scarface Mansion from Vice City. Ah, definitely that one hundred percent. That one. <laughs> the man got mad, shot his TV and everything. Don't worry, I have more in the back. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. But uh, I guess my dad was they they weren't together at this point my dad was the person who sold uh it was a lot of things i'm sure to these people he said it was just uh one he just said it was like reefer or whatever but like i know it was other he would things procure like, the things that were necessary for them to deal with the hardships of being massively rich exactly and okay. um um so he met mom that way and they started dating like that way and then like so it was like she was the cleaning so lady he met and he was like the lady drug dealer he was dropping it's like drugs. a taylor it's like a taylor swift song right <laughs> <laughs> honestly can i tell you that because the setting is florida nothing about this surprises me <laughs> florida like, yeah okay, yeah the drug dealer ran away with the cleaning lady all right i'm with you like so far this um, makes sense Mm-hmm. And they lived in Florida for like a long time. And I guess at some point in time they lived with these two Canadians and my dad used to be super crazy into cocaine and like working the Everglades on like the oil rigs and the oil fields, like working with explosives and shit like that. So, so okay, like, so hold on, so let's slow down, slow down. Don't brush over any of this. So you were gonna want to go back. Oh, I have some questions. All right, let's start let's let's start here. So he's he starts with he's selling some lower end drugs to some rich people. He meets mm -hmm. their cleaning lady who started a cleaning business. She got all the equipment. You said, I I think that means vacuums, but I don't know. But I'm sure there's other. Uh, equipment like, I don't really know what that means. Some either, rug cleaners again. They never got it. Yeah. Like rug cleaners, like steamers. I don't know. Well, now Shit I'm thinking that your expensive. mom was some sort of hitman because like when you like, <laughs> when the mob talks about it, they're like, yeah, I painted houses. I had all the necessary equipment <laughs> to paint houses. <laughs> And so your mom's <laughs> mom's got the vacuum cleaner. Okay, and her and your dad meet like a Taylor Swift song, and they run away mm -hmm. together just further into the Florida. <laughs> mm -hmm. So she's no longer running this cleaning, uh, like this b cleaning business, right? Now she is full time married to a drug dealer. But the drug dealer yes. decides he needs more money and gets really into cocaine. Probably why he needs more money. And so he decides probably. to stop selling drugs and to go work in the oil fields. 
Oh, he still did. He still did drugs that whole time, I guess. Did he uh, moonlight as to... a drug dealer or did he moonlight as an oil driller? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, and also, I want to say somewhere in there you brushed over, he blew things up. Can we elaborate? Well, because on that I one? don't know what that was. He, is, it had something to do with the job that they did. I have no idea. I, they, <laughs> no, hold, they, on, hold on, hold they... on, hold on. <laughs> I'm piecing this together, Travis. It sounds like your father wasn't actually working on oil rigs. It sounds Probably. like he was either blowing them up or extorting them and threatening to blow them up. Okay, listen. They they told me a story, and now this is like. I it's know coming together, isn't it? Can be kind of bullshitters of like people sometimes with stuff, but like, okay, so they they had a friend that they met in Florida named Tim, and okay. Tim was crazy. Tim was a batshit person, and I guess more crazy than your father who was blowing up oil rigs, allegedly. And this is like <laughs> this is all just stories from them talking about like. Back in the day and whatnot, um, him and a group of people that he knew used to know because they lived out in like Florida, the Everglades and stuff. And I guess like with like in the because swamps. like the border, the borders that they're near and stuff like that. I guess it was pretty easy for like cartels and things like that to do like drug deals, like via like doing it like deep in the swamp or whatever. And okay. I guess these guys would hide. It wasn't, I don't, my dad said he never went with them or anything like that and only ever heard stories, but I guess these guys would go hide like uh, Metal Gear style and fucking like either murder these people or rob these people and take their drugs and then sell their drugs. And apparently that's like how dad got some of the things that he sold to was this Tim guy who was like, Apparently, just some like story fucking action movie like person that I met when I I knew him when I was a kid. He was a cool guy, and he always he was fucking crazy because he like he he fucking hunted exotic animals. Like he had a fridge. I remember this because I remember being in his house. He had a fridge that had like exotic cat pelts and shit like that. This man was like the kind of person who was out like killing alligators with like bows and shit. Like he's just like insane. Like I remember that. I remember cuz when I was like little little and we went and visited them. Okay. Um, like right, I said he on. had a regular fridge and then he had a fridge for like all these fucking like pelts and I was just like I was young so I didn't really get it but I was just like oh my god. Like as I think about that like now and I'm older I was like holy shit. So man hold on. <laughs> did all the illegal things. Of course. So can we a establish that my definition of cool and your definition cool differ? Just for the listeners. <laughs> 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 just I want I want to throw that out there. And two, um, can we can we go back? So <laughs> I said I think your father might be might have blown up <laughs> some oil rigs, and you said nah. But let me tell you about Tim. So. <laughs> So your father worked on oil rigs at some point while also moonlighting by <laughs> selling drugs that he procured from a man named Tim. <laughs> I got to hope you yes. made up that name and there's no laser dot on me somewhere. Um, I, I, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. He's not going okay. to come swamp. So, he's not gonna you come you swamp described him as an action hero, man, who 
Hunts well, alligators. I don't know how else to describe somebody who just decides that they're going to do that. Who wakes up in the morning and is like, "I'm going to buy the a government bunch of guns. would classify find... them as criminals." Ah, fair. <laughs> they're, they're like, well, I'm going to get a bunch of friends and like-minded people and be like, "Hey, do you guys want to do this today?" But like, oh yeah, fuck it. Let's let's make an afternoon of it. Like, <laughs> I like the idea that you you made sure to establish there was consent with the people he was working with. You're like, we were like-minded <laughs> individuals and we had a goal, okay, and we were just doing whatever we could to achieve that goal it was a tony robbins achieve your dream type situation in the everglades with a lot of trucks <laughs> he got and a cage. lot of dead bodies yeah nicholas no nicholas cage only broke only broke the law by accidentally buying stolen dinosaur bones other than that okay. he is a law-abiding citizen and he really appreciates truth justice in the american way like superman Fair. And anyways, you got you caught me monologuing about Nicolas Cage again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a podcast within a podcast. Welcome to Two Golden Guns. Oh wait, this is the wrong <laughs> show. You can hear that over on Aiming for Mediocrity every Friday. Um, so they switch faces, Terry. <laughs> his face comes off, people. And speaking of faces coming off, so your father is doing deals with Tim in the Everglades, and he's working on an oil rig. At this point, your mom's no longer doing stuff for the cleaning uh, business. So what happens next in their strange journey? When do kids start coming into the picture? Uh, when did your father level up to Scarface? Like, Take me, take me on the road. Hello? <coughs> Travis, you there, bud? What you doing? Travis, every time I have to cut out 10 to 15 minutes. What are you doing? <sighs> Hello? Is it? Sorry. I don't know what the hell happened. It was like, um, I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. And I was like, all right. I could but, hear you, but you weren't talking you after me? a certain point. Yeah. Oh, you said, okay, hold on. And then you left. <laughs> oh, well, no, I was talking. Oh, okay. All right. So take me on the road. I was like, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're all good. You're all good. I probably couldn't hear you then. So take me on the road. What happens next in this strange story? Um. Well, yeah, I was, uh, I was saying I don't really like know where he like leveled up to like Scarface level, to be honest with you. But, um. They lived in Florida for, God, I don't know, a long time. It was like 20-some years. Jeez, I don't know. They were they were pretty young when they met to begin with. and then So um, in this 20 years, were they doing just the exact same stuff? Just basically. And then, like, eventually, like, at some point, they got pregnant with me and dad was like we're gonna move to michigan and i'm gonna become a mountain man and then he still like he he didn't take i don't well he probably did for a while because like he still did like painkillers and shit like that but like the only thing that he took with him really was just like growing weed and shit like that so they basically moved in the middle of the woods in michigan so they could grow reefer and like do shit there and then i was born in michigan and then uh, that was I like, like the idea. The, the... So like the cowboys and like classic cowboy movies, when they're done with the killing, 
they like buy a ranch, right? So like they're still doing cowboy <laughs> stuff, but they're they're done getting into shootouts in the streets and killing people, and they they ranch. I love the idea that when like a person dealing with the cartel and like blowing things up is just down like, you know what? We're just going to settle down and grow weed. <laughs> right. That is, that is that equivalent. Honestly, I never thought about that. Like, this is, uh... like if this was the end spoilers for Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> this is the end of, of your father's Red Dead Redemption tale. He's just going to settle down and grow some weed in the middle of the woods. Yeah, and, and even in that, like, I don't know, like, a lot, but, like, even in between that, like, before they moved down here, um, Mom told me a few stories, because, like I said, they used to live with these two Canadians, uh, they were French-Canadians, and, um... Why are you bringing French-Canadians into this? So are you, uh, because, because, French. They, because they lived with two of them, and... I'm French-Canadian, you got too. a problem, buddy? Uh, yeah. I'm not your I buddy, do, guy. I'm not your guy, your guy friend. friend. <laughs> Tell me about the French-Canadians. So apparently, uh, this is my one of mom's like witness stories. It's like I saw this. So apparently, <laughs> because this. they lived in Florida, it was like super like hot, and I guess like because all of, well, everybody but mom did did like pretty hard drugs, I guess. And they were they did like a lot of cocaine. I don't know how much a lot of cocaine is because mom always just did. The What's thing a little amount of somebody... cocaine? I know, right? But mom always <laughs> did that thing where you're trying to show. A lot of cocaine. <laughs> I just I maybe that makes me sound like a narc or something. But any amount of cocaine, I want to say that right now. My father sold drugs, and any amount of cocaine is a lot of cocaine. I I, I feel like he's probably like turning over in his grave right now. He's just like not my son, but like <laughs> for the. <laughs> For the record, once again, your definition of cool is different than mine, and <laughs> any amount of cocaine is a lot of cocaine. Yes, and yes. I would, I'll, I'll take you one step further. Any amount of cocaine, too much cocaine. Too much, Just cocaine. Too much cocaine. I can agree with that. Like if your diet consists of cocaine and anything else, you really need to change your diet. You do more cocaine. No. So your mom tried to show you how much cocaine was a lot of cocaine? Is that what you were getting at? Okay, well, that's what I was trying to say. It's just like the only reason I say a lot like that is because that's how it was. And she did the thing where you like try to show how big the fish is. So she was like, a lot. And I was just like, I don't know what that means. But it sounds so like, like, like with your hands like separated from each other is what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? That's, that's with how tall you. was the mound. We're talking three dimensions. Like, <laughs> what? I lost you again, bud. Oh my god. Travis. Damn it, Travis. How many edits am I going to have to do on this? 100. I don't know why I was doing that, sir. I was quick about it. I was like, oh! (laughs) So, So your mom tried showing you how wide the mound was. Did she try telling you how tall the mound was? No, she didn't. She she only gave me the yay by yay, and I was just like, oh, damn. All right. Oh, yeah, by yeah, then. I suppose. <laughs> so. No, she never got into that, but like, she always emphasized that it was a lot. And I was just like, all right, man. Cool. And this I was guess. what your father and his, and his acquaintances were doing, not what she was doing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was, she was like, I'm not about that cocaine life. Yeah. Which, I mean, 
Good for was her. this because she was a mother? Was it because she was pregnant? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Okay. Because she stopped doing, like, everything. She she was like, yeah, I stopped doing all the things. I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty crazy. I got a lot of ace. I don't know if I believe Yeah, I want the record to show, too. Once again, I don't believe you on that point, but I'm glad that she said that to you. Yeah. Comfort, at least. <laughs> right. Right, 100%. When I'm 35 and have, like, insanity problems and dementia, I'll be... <laughs> Oh, I don't know. When Tim comes for you, I don't know if you're going to make it to 35. (laughs) Oh, fuck shit. Get my gun, Lil. 100%. So, so we fast forwarded 20 years is what you said. They were together 20 years before they had you? And moved to Florida? Or moved out of Florida? Do you know any of the stories that happened in the interim? (laughs) Um, like in the, of, wait, in the interim. Yeah, like like you said, they got together, and then 20 years later, they moved to Michigan. Do you know oh, anything yeah. that happened in that 20 years? Um, it, it was a lot of the same, like, I guess my... No, 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 see, see, you can't yada yada no, blowing no, no, up things and selling <laughs> drugs in the Everglades. That's not... You can't be like, oh, no, yeah, and then they did that for 20 years. No, no, I want to hear about that. You tell me. No, 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 I was just... Okay, so there's a couple, like, um... At some point in time, and I don't really know when it was, uh, and it wasn't for, like, um, fighting or anything like that. I think that's the least, or the least, I think that's the the most that I can say about my parents is they weren't, like, about, like, animal, like, violence and shit like that, because they were pretty good with, like, animals. What are you clarifying here? (laughs) Well, they started breeding pit bulls, and my dad was, like, the president (laughs) of the pit bull club or some shit like that for, like... <laughs> See, I this is what I mean. Years, this is why so I couldn't let you just skip to skip to twenty years later. Okay, so let's look at the timeline here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the cleaning lady meets the drug dealer. Mm-hmm. They they flee further into the Everglades, where mm-hmm. your father works on uh, oil rigs while moonlighting as a drug dealer. Meets Tim to get him more drugs by offing. And stealing from cartels. And other people who... And other people, of course, of course, you're right. It's not mutually exclusive, you can do Robbery both. is very, um... <laughs> it's not very biased, you know? <laughs> it's not ro- robbery. At, at that point, it's like looting corpses. I'm sure there's a different name for that. That's but... <laughs> very true. Right, so then... Then, you're telling me the next step on the ladder is, you know what? We should start breeding pit bulls. I think this was on the way. I see. This is the. This is where the. Uh, this is where it started. Where the, he was starting to like think that he was gonna do the the weed ranger thing. The end. It was the. <laughs> it was the beginning. The weed ranger is my favorite Power Ranger. I want the, the record <laughs> to also show. <laughs> so this is you're saying like you don't you don't know too much about that the interim of twenty years. It's around eighteen years. He was like, you know what? If we're gonna be farming weed, I need an army of pimples. Well, I think um I, I think um that was that was still in Florida when they were pretty young because a lot of these like all these stories are still like when they lived in Florida too. Right. Um, right. But <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> tell me about the Pitbull Club. I really don't know much other than like so they, uh, they did it a lot and they did like they held events and like I guess it was like a really big thing. I guess it wasn't just something that they like self like proclaimed. I guess it was like a whole thing with paperwork or oh god. 
It was the most whatever. legal thing that your father has ever done, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, um, you know, so... there was a few times <laughs> where, like, people abused the dogs, and I guess there was a guy that my dad went... Uh, I, I seen pictures and stuff, I guess my dad was fucking pretty jacked. Like, he was a scary, like, super buff man on cocaine. Like, it's just, like... Wait, wait, you're telling me the drug dealer who was doing all these crazy things while blowing things up and working on oil rigs in the middle of a swamp was strong? Yeah, yeah, it was very surprising. Crazy, right? So I would describe your father as um, Hulk with a mullet. That's actually because my dad has really curly hair and he had like a curly mullet. Your your father looks like if Macho Man Randy Savage was on war cocaine. (laughs) Oh my god! Because there's no way that that, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, it's not surprising that if someone was hurting these dogs, which sounds like the only thing that your father, like, the most wholesome thing he was doing. Exactly. Um, that he would take uh, umbrage with this. So what happened to that? I hesitate to ask some of these questions. Like, I don't know if I want to know the answer. Oh, they enjoyed that story. They told me I've heard that story like 40 fucking times. Uh, so. Okay, so what happened to this unfortunate so. individual? Okay, so this guy and his wife, they 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 win this dog at one of the events, and they're pretty drunk or whatever. Well, he's pretty drunk. I was going to ask, like, what is a breeding event? Is it, like, dogs just I fucking? have no <laughs> idea. Like, because like, you go there, and it's like, I don't know if they were having a party, and they just decided to do a thing, because it was, like, a raffle thing, but it was, like, for the club. So, like, I don't know. It was, like, for, I believe, New Year's or some shit like that. So maybe the club was doing um, something. See, that's for, the like, part promotion. I was confused about. I was like, is it New Year's? And now that I know it's New Year's, it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue. No, you're good. <laughs> um. So they get the dog. They go home. Um. Two hours later, the lady comes crying and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, the guy kicked the dog, and he kicked it really bad, and now it's limping and stuff like this." So the woman uh, who he was with, turns Scarface him in. Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, okay, and and uh one of his you gotta hit a dog pretty bad for your wife who's probably i'm just guessing also probably hitting dogs for a living to turn you in is all i'm saying yeah right fuck so this lady comes and is like talking to dad about it and stuff and he's like oh well fuck and he literally i guess he kicks this man's door in door is fucked him and his one of his buddies went over there and um this is the I like I said. This is just how the story has been recollected to me because I wasn't there. But I'm, he I'm kicks the man's door and they're like <laughs> kicking Charlie Murphy. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So the guy is super drunk, and one of his buddies is there on the table who is super drunk and like passed out. And the guy who was like, this, this is for like later down the road for the story. The one guy that it was buddy did nothing. He was just drunk and asleep, and he was just there, and that poor man rest his soul. But the other guy, he was sitting there, and I guess he had the dog in his lap. And uh, my dad, like, real carefully, like, because the guy was, like, kind of, like, he's super blasted. Like, he was pretty much passed out, so I guess 
He picks the dog up off of him, like, real carefully, and it whines and stuff, because, like, its leg was broken, a couple of its ribs were, I suppose. That's what that's what they said, like, after the fact. And he sat it down, and uh, he grabbed the guy up, and, like, lifted him up off the chair, and I guess he had a big beard, and he, like, he gra- he said he grabbed him by the beard, and, he like, picked up a man by his face, beard. And then punched him in the face and, like, ripped beard chunks out, like, five that different times. That is the most Steven just... Seagal slash Chuck Norris slash Patrick Swayze thing I've ever heard of. And the first thing that I'm fully behind in this entire story. <laughs> Fucking right. It was crazy because it's, like, this poor dog and it's just, like, vengeance. So he grabs him, like, lifts him up. And then, like I said, like, he said it was, like, five or six different times where, like, he would knock him down, like, in a punch and then pick him back up by, like, a piece of his beard and, like, punch him and, like, rip it so his beard was super patchy because he just, like, kept picking him up by his beard and then punching, like, literally holding onto his beard, punching him in the face so hard that he ripped, like, beard out with the other fucking hand. I'm pretty- Pretty sure that's how I beat a mini boss in Mario. I'm pretty sure it is. Like, like, because you, because you keep picking, you got to do the exact same thing over and over again because they only programmed like three, three parts of the fight. (laughs) These are the only moves I know. Yeah, and you keep pulling hair out, but like you, there would be no hair left actually, but they still had to leave some to like you know show you what you did. And then, then you know, you knock him down, and then Bowser shows up, and you're like, oh, you weren't the real boss. Sorry. <laughs> you were the fake boss all along. So your dad defeats so the mini boss. <laughs> uh, so your dad defeats the mini boss who was Yeah, dogs. broke his ribs, I guess. Kicked him a few times. Did did that. Took the dog back. Got it fixed. Ha- ha- happy-ish ending for the dog, but not because Jesus Christ. But they took it to the vet and stuff and like it was better and it got like a better home. But like, Jesus. <laughs> I was, like I'm not gonna lie, I was expecting Tim to show up at some point and just like to paint Tim houses. <laughs> Tim comes out with the machete, beheads the man. <laughs> exactly. That's that's kind of that's kind of what I was expecting. Um, and yeah, again, I wanna I wanna reiterate that this is all alleged stuff because you know, <laughs> that red dot that's creeping in. I don't know what you're talking about, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what sound does a grot make? <laughs> um okay so we can fast forward then i guess like they were probably just breeding pit bulls for 20-ish years while doing other things in the everglades so they they decided to settle down in michigan and farm weed why was that and with the french canadians you brought them up like you had something to say so tell me about the french canadians no not really just that that they were dad's cocaine buddies and that was it like dad just had cocaine friends that was like it as as one does right like as one does as one does like i have you and then i have my cocaine friends um that's (laughs) that's like how it works you know it's just like how you have like your high school friends and you have your college friends and you have the friends from work you know you have your normal friends and then you have your cocaine friends you who, know again regular... do too much cocaine any amount of cocaine too much but your cocaine, cocaine friends, friends they they they're on the metric system being french canadian so it's a different measurement of what's too much cocaine no there's never too much they're they're almost like russians it's never too much cocaine is that a thing with russians I don't think so. I don't know. I, I have several Russian colleagues that I work with, and I can tell you this much. They don't do cocaine. <laughs> I don't know. They're probably lying. They, they go home, they fly to Russia, and they do crazy shit and make...
that you see on the internet and then come back home and you can't like Travis, it. I'm going to level with you. If I had cocaine friends, you would be my cocaine friend. Fuck. None of my right. other friends qualify in that tax bracket <laughs> to be cocaine. That tax bracket. <laughs> like nobody else in their W2s like uh criminal activity. Anyway, so apparently the French Canadians don't matter. You you felt the need to bring them up several times. <laughs> None so of these things can I put on paper. Right, right. So they settle down. They they start farming weed. I imagine this had to have been difficult in the what the eighties. You weren't born yet, right? Were you born yet? Not yet, because <laughs> mom was still. I don't know. She had me when she was like thirty. Doing just a or small amount like of that. cocaine. She had you when she was thirty eight. A little teeny, teeny, teeny bit. 38? Yeah, she was 38 when I was born. And this is that myth when people are like, oh, you know, it's hard for women to have sex, like, have sex, have kids at, and like in their late 30s or whatever. Like, bullshit. My mom had me when she was like 36. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, surprises. No wonder. I don't think my mom was farming weed and or doing cocaine, but I can't tell you for sure. You know what? I can go on a longer tell you for sure. I don't think my mom was doing cocaine. Yeah, I still there, buddy? Okay, so tell me about the farm. Well, you know, they already had tactics because, like, it was already pretty illegal in Florida. So they already had, like, ways where they were growing, like, out in the woods there. So they basically just kind of adapted those tactics. And they said, like, they said they would get, like, a big field, like, area, kind of like some of the big open ass areas. And then they would find, like, um, where it was kind of like tucked in however you can tuck in that many plants and they would plant like a hundred plants and then they wouldn't have it anywhere near the house or anything like that so if the dnr came or whatever like there was nobody to really pin it on they would get like rid plausible of it, deniability like, right like oh it's not mine yeah. could be anyone's weed growing in the woods yeah exactly so they did that a lot and they had like four or five different spots where they would just go do that and they would like they would either walk or take the four-wheelers all the way out there. I think just because, like, stealth, and they were younger at that time, stealth. they would just walk. Did you say stealth? What is stealthy stealth. about a stealth four-wheeler? No, no, I'm saying they probably walked instead of... I was, oh, I, I thought oh, that I, I was okay. thinking about that as I said it. I was like, no, that's dumb. I was like, they didn't do that. They like uh, Unless he had, like, to build something, which he never did back then. They just didn't they didn't fence it in or anything you know they just kind of left it out in the open it was just like well fuck and how long did they learn that that was a mistake on growing any crop let alone weed which attracts every single bug possible every single animal possible everything loves weed yeah i think that's why they grew so many because they said there was like at least a hundred or so so i guess like maybe some in the middle like kind of survived but yeah the um I guess they did pretty all right, they said, but um, they did have to start doing things like, you know, for the, the, they had to start doing it like, in like less amounts and like more at home because doing it inside is a lot, you can manage bugs and stuff a lot better. So like they kind of adapted to it, but they still had their crazy crops that they just did that with. And I was, I was like, good God, like, where were you getting all the like, seeds and shit it's not like it's not like now where you can go to like a seed bank from like official places that grow and like get a hundred seeds for like 60 well i gotta imagine it came from tim i i feel like there's uh yeah you're right a pretty obvious answer i'm guessing that's also 
um, where they procured everything else. And my next question is, when did it become apparent that growing weed outside and not just bugs being the issue, but when did people start becoming the issue? I guess when did because I know that your your parents have an armory. And I know that before, like you could say that it was because they came from Florida, but those guns weren't old. <laughs> so <laughs> when yeah. did they decide they needed to rearm? <laughs> I guess when when did people start coming onto the property become an issue? Honestly, that was it's weird. They they said that they had like some close friends before, like not like. You know, like, say that they're going to pay for it, like, front weed, and then, like, never come back kind of thing, and it's just, like, $600 worth or some shit like that. They've had people do that, but they said they've never been, like, robbed, robbed like that up until the point where, like, I was one of the people, like, helping with that stuff. So, people did not come into the, the um, uh, people, like, robbing like that didn't come into the picture until like basically cut back to the uh the other podcast that we did when I was talking about that when I was the one out there taking care of shit. Which so I got I, I have a I have a real question then because I don't I don't want to make you seem crazy at all, but everyone in your household is doing drugs. Apparently there was mm-hmm. a lot of cocaine use. Um I don't know if you know this, but one major drawback, if you would call it that, uh <laughs> I call it being prepared of being cocaine or being on cocaine is paranoia. <laughs> I would say with the amount, it's not a small amount of cocaine. It's a lot of cocaine, as your mother would say. <laughs> um, so you would be, you know, it's like be the ball, be the cocaine. Um, it causes paranoia. <laughs> so is there any chance, since it was never a problem before, and then after all of these years of everything escalating, now they buy a lot of guns and tell you, son, get up in that sniper tower. People are coming for us. And there was nobody coming for you. Is that at all a possibility? <laughs> yeah, that's. I thought. I thought about that too because I was like, man, like when I was doing it, sometimes like I already stay up pretty late, anyways, like as it is. So it's just like it was still a bother, but it was just like, man, there was only one time, one time, and it was like right before I move, um, to Bay City. I think it was. That I caught like somebody just like snooping around that was just like crouched acting weird and I was like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and uh they never really came back or anything like that, but there was never like anything like it it, it drove me kinda nuts for a while there. I got out of the house a lot more at that point because it was just like I could not sleep because like now they have it set up different because they actually bought like cameras and real shit. But before they had just like these tripwire fucking laser things out in the middle of the woods. So yeah, like this, this is, is Michigan, going so off we have, fucking... you know, yeah, animals, critters, deer. Even bugs were setting it off. Like big ass moths and shit were setting it off and shit. And they're just like every single time, mom's just like, I, I'm gonna get strapped up and run out there and shit like that. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like it got it got insane at the end there. You know, like. Uh, like I said, I definitely, like, um, I definitely was kind of, like, thinking the same thing, honestly. Um, yeah, and I wasn't trying to call you on it, because I know, yeah, there, there no, were no, times no, no, where you no, were, I know like, you yeah. were, but, like, it's funny that you say that, because, like, I, uh, I started, like, it took me a minute, because at first I was like, maybe there are, and then after a minute I was just like, oh boy, they're losing it, aren't they? 
They're they're yeah. finally everything is catching up with them now, isn't it? And then when oh, you think of all the times that you thought you might have seen somebody, which there, there could have been somebody, but you're sleep deprived, you're high out of your mind, you're exactly. fed you're fed this paranoia by people who had been doing drugs now for to your own attestation, like 20 30 ish years you know and not yeah. like again as we as we mentioned before not a small amount of drugs <laughs> a lot of amount of drugs <laughs> uh Large. they were being the cocaine so uh what do they call really it at starbucks it. is it vente yeah vente <laughs> vente <laughs> amount of drugs you're getting to- 20 liters or 20 liters 20 milliliters <laughs> uh so you know you drink the cocaine right as someone who does no you drugs you liquefy it and inject it into your vein. <laughs> it's like when I, you know, when I order one marijuana, right? Um, <laughs> one whole entire. Oh yes, I do that every day when I go to the uh, the marijuana man. <laughs> so, so the paranoia really caught up to them. Obviously, after all that time, I guess. Does that ever bother you being brought up in that way? I know we kind of talked about it in the last episode, but as much as it was fun, you have all these stories. Let's talk about the time. We didn't really get into it last time that you were almost shot. Um, so we talk about all this paranoia and we talk about them having all these weapons to arm themselves against a threat that doesn't exist, basically. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'll get into like what that does to your psyche, but let's talk about the time that you almost were shot in your own home. Oh, God. Fucking... So, uh, fucking, I don't know, you know, I know it was because, like, especially, like, around that point in life, too, like, dad's issues are, like, resurfacing in a lot of ways. Which ones? Which issues? I lost you, buddy. The shit Sorry. out of him. Sorry, buddy. I, I can't hear you. I lost you. Oh, crap. Okay, so tell me about what issues. My phone, my buddy, phone I can't. I can't. Oh, okay. Yeah, so t- so tell me about these issues. What issues? Uh, like like his old addiction. Like really cocaine? Old of it. Yeah, because and stuff like that so then hold on 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 yeah you keep cutting out a bunch you keep cutting out a bunch oh oh, sorry so so let's let's start over uh tell me about what issues oh like his addictions and shit like that like cocaine and you're you're still cutting out a bunch man is it are you holding your phone a different way what do you you there bud Did, did that fix it yeah, yeah, seems to have. Okay, okay so cool. I, I, <laughs> one I last like, time, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, okay, yeah. so so one more thing. So tell me about his issues. No, you're gone again. Pain and stuff. Yeah, you're you're cutting out, buddy. Did you move or something? What happened? No, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's being this way. Are you are you in the same are you in the same spot or? Yeah, I'm I'm connected to the the Wi-Fi and all that. Um, well, you can still be connected to the Wi-Fi and move. <laughs> That's the point of Wi-Fi. And so, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I move. I I'm I'm still here. I I keep hearing like a swipe. Like like, are you moving the phone like around? Did you click on something else? Nope. Okay. Well, let's let's try again. Sounds like I got you here. So one I'm last sorry. time. 
You're all good. One last time. Tell me, tell me about your father. So what was the issue that came back? Oh, okay. I was talking about like his addictions. Like you said, like cocaine and stuff. So he just randomly, when you were again, when this paranoia started to happen, you were probably a little bit younger. This is like the beginning of it. He started doing cocaine again. No, see, he started replacing it because he, from like doing whatever it was that he did, he had all these back issues and stuff like that. So then his doctors were prescribing him all this crazy shit. So then he was replacing it by abusing the shit out of really high level, like red tape painkillers. And then he met people around there that are his friends that also are into it. So now with like him with like, five or six other people now they just basically like trade their like pharmaceutical meds and shit like that and they still like abuse them so his mind is pretty not good gotcha anymore and that's what i was getting at with like to preface the story that we're getting ready to tell before my phone started acting a fool gotcha but uh yeah so he was showing his friend uh his one friend was drinking and I don't know why they even bothered to start pulling guns out and like looking at them and shit. I'm like, that's a poor idea. That's why I was standing off on the far end. Like I was anyways, because I was standing on like, there was like an Island table thing in the middle. It like separates the living room and the kitchen. And I was standing in the kitchen. So how old are you uh, when this starts happening? Oh God. Hmm. I think. Man, I was pretty young still. I think I was like 17, maybe. I think you might have been younger than that because that was around when we, so, we yeah, started like, hanging out. So, like, 15? and you're, you're about, the, yeah, you're about the same age as me. Man, maybe I was like four, four, 14 yeah, or Either 15. way, though, it was too young, right? Yeah, I was pretty young. I remember, yeah, you, you're right. My time, my time is warped too. I did terrible things to my brain, but yeah. Um, Somewhere around that, I was I was pretty young, and uh, I was already pretty nervous. Like I was already like, because I was raised around guns and stuff, and they made me kind of nervous. But like watching them, especially because like one dad's handling it, and I'm just like, oh god, he's not ever in his right mind. And then his friend over here is drunk, like, let me take a look at that forty five. And um, so. You know, normally when you're checking out a gun, some of the basic thing, like if you're showing somebody a gun, um, you know, basic rules always treat it like it's loaded and all that stuff. And you have to like, it's all with pistols. It's good to pull back the, uh, the chamber and see if there's a yeah to make sure there's no bullet in the chamber, right? Yeah, and make sure you pull the clip out and stuff, especially when you're just showing it something because you know people aim it and people like don't handle it. People make mistakes, yeah. Yeah, and um, which is something you taught me at the range, by the way. Like this is like you pre- are you are pretty safe about guns. Yeah, it's just my paranoia, and that this thing here, like this, what happened made me like it's crazy because I used to be pretty careless with them, honestly. Um, hmm. for uh, sometimes, <laughs> and like I was pretty careful too. That's the thing, but there were times where I would do stupid shit. But after that, I was just like n- never fucking again. There was. Another time that I'll talk about in a second, actually, because I don't think I ever told you this one. But anyway, I'll remind you. He, um, so, and the thing that, oh, the thing about this one, too, that made it worse for me is, like, 
So this gun had a bullet in its chamber like the whole time. It's a fucking tactical like 45 like big ass gun. The for you know for people who don't know gun stuff, it's got enough like force to knock down a 200 pound person. Uh, and this was necessary ass. because of the fake people coming to rob you, right? Mm-hmm. No second like was it Second Amendment stuff where he was like he was afraid like the government was going to come for your guns and he wanted to stop them by buying I guns. I think so too because like uh when he bought like he bought the AR and then he bought like a couple other guns and then he bought like a reloading kit and then like for like three or four different guns like for, like three different round types basically he bought like a thousand of one and like two thousand of another and like eh. it was a lot. He spent a lot of money on gun shit. Yeah. So, yeah. so at some point in time, he bought this arsenal, and he was showing off said arsenal mm-hmm. to one of his longtime friends or whatever. Was his name Tim? No, probably not. Tim probably knows gun safety. Probably, probably. <laughs> or at least he's a better shot, I guess. So, continue with the story. Yeah, that's true too. But um, the thing that still freaks me out about uh, all that is like um, he he, this whole time like like just keep in mind this whole time there's a bullet in this thing, and right. um, the safety wasn't on, and he our friend or his friend was pointing it around like at things you know you know people get the gun and then you you see how like gun people are when they're messing with them like they aim them to see how good the sights are and all that silly shit, and uh. You know, he he aimed it and he like accidentally like pointed at the cat and stuff like that, and then he gave it back to dad, and then dad was holding it and like picture like picture like a like a video game or something where you have both your hands out flat and it's like laying in your hands basically. Okay, okay. So at the beginning of the game, when Master Chief's been handed something, he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and then he was holding it like that, and then he pulled the um. he pulled the chamber back, you know, he, he like loaded it and he didn't look in to see if there was one in it already. Okay. And he's holding it sideways. And I didn't really think anything of it because it wasn't like actively in his hand, like pointed. So I didn't really see like where it was because of like where I was standing on the other side. Cause so if you're sitting or if you're standing, even if you're standing in the kitchen on like the Island that we have okay. and somebody's sitting, in the living room you can only see their head basically <laughs> and um uh he he had it point i didn't realize that it was like because he had his hands down so low i didn't realize it was like basically pointed like over my left shoulder and um he pulled the trigger because you're not supposed to leave the gun cocked or whatever and he pulled the trigger and he fucking shot around like right past me like into the fridge and like uh, his friend did the thing too because he was like because I was standing there and he was like because at first we didn't really think about it I was like oh god he shot the fridge wow that scared the shit out of me and then his one friend was like um damn man he's like uh he kind of like came up to me and he was just like he held his arms out and stuff like that and he's like that would have shot you like right in the fucking chest if it would have been like too much closer like right in my like heart ish like lung area and I just was like oh, holy fucking shit, you're right. And I was, like, looking back at the fridge, and I was like, I was, like, you have, like, it was, like, it must have went under my arm or, like, over my shoulder or, like, right to the left. Like, I didn't get grazed by it or anything like that, but, like, 
yeah, but that that doesn't matter. I almost got You're... fucking hit by a forty-five in the chest, and we're so far away from like any hospitals or anything. Like, I An probably hour, wouldn't have made it. One hundred percent. And you kept the fridge. I just remember that. Like, I remember coming to your house, and there's just a there's just a magnet in this one spot, and you go, yeah, you go. <laughs> I still have it, of course. They go, like, you know why we keep this magnet here? And you move the magnet, and there's a bullet hole. Yep. Yeah. Uh, of all the crazy stuff that you told me, like, and you told me some crazy stuff, and your father's done some crazy stuff, that's the one that gets me the, the most, because, like, mm. it was just pure stupidity. Yeah. On top of, like, we've lost some friends already due to some crazy shit, so it's just like... <sighs> 100%. That would be the way for me to go, wouldn't it? Some and there, there were, shit. you know, where we come from, there are two children that died from from gun accidents because people yeah. weren't paying attention. In the, on our small town, like there's only like two thousand people in that town, and and two children died, and there was almost a third, and it was my friend. And so, like when I hear about that, I'm like, Jesus, like how does that happen? Of all the crazy drug stuff that you talk about, like that's the craziest to me. It's like it was unnecessary, you know. It was paranoia based that there it was even guns in the house. It still shakes me up to talk about, like honestly. Yeah, thank you for telling me. I'm sorry. I oh no, it's okay. No, no, again, no. Don't but... be sorry. Don't be sorry. It's just like weird when you tell like a story like that, and your body just kind of like naturally like it gets into it. it for a minute. It's like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> no, you're yeah. good. I wanted to share it. I, I'm like, I'm 100 willing, but like, it's weird forgetting about that and then telling it and being like <laughs> yeah just like remembering how close it could have been right crazy shit dude yeah so uh does that change anything for you when that happens i know it was a few years before you decided to jump like does that increase your paranoia do you get guns to protect yourself from your no, father's guns it actually like, kind of had that? like it had a very opposite effect on me. Like, I like guns. Like, I had to have, like, one for, like, protection or whatever. But, like, you know, like, back in the day, like, all the, like, homies, you know, we used to come out and, like, go shooting and stuff all the time. And I was like, man, I really want to do this. Like, I do not have the urge to do that anymore. Like, I'm just, like, anytime I see one anymore, honestly, I'm just, like, I just don't, my, like, like, my eyes don't leave it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like... It, it really did a, like a negative thing to me in that sense because I'm comfortable with them and I can use them and I've shot them and stuff since before them but like there's still that just like subconscious thing in the back of my head where I'm just like looking at that shit I'm like you <laughs> well and that's that's part of the issue again it was that paranoia and people forget sometimes like Gun, like the whole the right to bear arms thing is not the right to bear arms against each other it's supposed to be to stop the government like if they get out of hand and uh i i don't like guns like i've, I've shot them i i get it it's fun and stuff but guns make me so nervous and it's because of stories like that you know mm -hmm. it's why i don't i don't keep them in the house like sometimes i do wish we had more protection i do live in the city i do live close to an area where there are break-ins and stuff it's a semi-safe area but i live in a city you know it happens and I just I can't justify it because even though I'm not as stupid, uh, no offense. Well, you know what? Offense. Oh, no, no. Your father good. is stupid. Yeah, I, yeah. It's just a <laughs> reflex thing. Like, no, no, no. That was stupid. Your father could have hurt you. But like, I, I won't keep anything like that in the house because I'm not stupid, but people make mistakes, you know? Yeah, shit and, happens, man. That's yeah. a person who's, you know, known guns all his life, you know, done guns, hunted all that shit forever. Like, literally done probably. a lot of cocaine. 
done a lot of cocaine, probably hunted people at one point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know his life. When you deal drugs to rich people in Scarface mansions, like, really, what do you do? You turn into Tony Versetti and then you start fucking, <laughs> well, I guess I'm killing people with chainsaws now. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, and that like it culminates. I love again. Like I love the idea of like we're gonna settle down, we're gonna move north, and we're going to uh, arm ourselves against the the phantom threat, um, the phantom menace that apparently is our fridge. And then Um, we're gonna have this child, and like this kid is gonna have the weirdest fucking life. So let's put them full on blast a little bit. How many more guns were brought into the house after that accident? I actually remember for some reason, I don't know why this number is ingrained in my mind, but when I left the house, there was something around like 78 or something like that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) I can't even picture 78 guns outside of. It's all just too safe. Call of Duty. That's oh, that's so upsetting. It's like you don't <laughs> look at how much damage he did with one. Why do you need hmm. seventy-seven more? I don't know. He doesn't even use them anymore. They're just sitting in there, and you know, like they, as they said, you know, all if, when they pass, all that stuff goes to me. And like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what are you gonna do with seventy-eight guns? Exactly. I'm just. Can like, I be there oh. when we we melted down Batman style? Like there was that one Kevin Smith story where uh, where he wrote <laughs> Batman. And he and he melted down the gun that Joe Chill used to kill his parents and turned it into like his bat symbol for his chest. Oh, Can we shit. do that with that gun? And we turn it into like the handle for your fridge or something. yes yes we can't dare (laughs) that's a fucking brilliant idea (laughs) that's just like you tell me that i love that idea like this will all be yours one day i'm like why dad like so they can murder me again jesus like you don't want that i so how did your father justify getting more and having them still after that accident was he just like ah you're fine as like our fathers were wont to do back then yeah it was weird because like he was it was weird because when that happened they still were just like looking at guns and stuff casually and stuff like after that because like he he didn't (laughs) like that one off like oh man darn it didn't register until like way later like i was shaking like i could barely stand and i was like i was the one this is appropriate when you're almost shot I made everybody put the guns and stuff away. I was just like, I grabbed it I, and I put it away. I like, I was like a mother who was like scolding children. Like I was, I, I'm pretty sure I was crying. I think a little, and I was just like, I made them put it away. Like I couldn't. Like I needed a minute. I needed a lot of minutes. <laughs> yeah, was... it sounds like you still need a minute. <laughs> And thinking about it was nuts because thinking about it in that moment, like I was, I, I forgot how shook up I was because at first, like I said, it was just like. I kind of laughed it off, and I was just like, "Oh, wow, I was crazy. The fridge is dead, ha!" <laughs> and then, and then they said that, and like everything kind of fell apart. Like every some like it's like in an anime when like the screen cracks, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I just started shaking, and like I I had never been. I don't other than the one time, like I think I told this story on the other podcast. Like when I heard the person get shot in Bay City, that's the only other time that I felt like that, you know. Which is just, like, I think that's, like, real, like, I know what it's like when I'm really, like, actually fucking, like, super afraid because, like... Because of that moment. And so, like, I guess, 
I, it's Stockholm syndrome is the, the wrong word, but you get kind of desensitized to, to some of that stuff. Like, is it how much does that strain your relationship with your father? I mean, obviously almost being shot, but just the fact that that changed nothing, not only that situation that day, but about the lifestyle where they were just like, no, we have guns. We got to have guns. And you're like, why? And you're like, well, just in case you or the fridge get out of line, but also in case anybody else comes running, like, how much does that frustrate you that they were just like, no, 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 these are necessary, even though they're not necessary. And, you know, you almost got hurt. Uh, I. I'm weird when it comes to shit because I don't deal with shit till way later down the road. So, you know, for a while there, I was like, whatever, he collects them. Like, he doesn't shoot a lot of them. Like, it was this weird thing where, like, I was definitely the only one who really handled them. And I did kind of notice, like, well, that's also when his health started deteriorating more. And he really wasn't, like, physically capable of doing it anymore either. So I think, like... When he bought them, I was like, okay, so you're just buying them to, like, look at them now at this point is what I'm gathering. Because, like, you can't use them. If you shot one, you'd be in excruciating pain. Like, you can't. (laughs) But uh, he insists that he can and all that stuff. But, you know, as I think especially, like, as men do, especially from, like, older generations, you know. Yeah, they just they they need that. I guess like He's that like, power I can in your body. Forty-four yeah. long barrel revolver with this like crazy arthritis, and I can barely stand up and walk to the bathroom when it drains all my energy. But I bet you I could shoot this, and like I bet you it cripples you. Like, <laughs> I guess as someone like people are gonna call me a cuck for saying this and stuff. But, like I've never cuck understood the need right to have have weapons in the house. Like I understand protection. I get that part. But when mm-hmm. you have like that stockpile, it's like how many can you shoot yeah. at once? Like you can't. I've no. That's how many thing, hands you got? Uh, too. You know. Even when I was into it and was like shooting them all the time, like a lot of them, like there's guns in there. There's at least eighty-five percent, if not probably more, that haven't even been fired. You know. Yeah. Like I, I guess there's I just there. I've never understood the need to collect them. Like I've never understood the coolness of it. It's something that should be respected, but you don't collect things that you respect. Like that's not really how it works, in my yeah, opinion. Like true. I collect comic books and I respect a few of them, but I like having them around because they're cool to look at. And I know people who have guns will say the same things, but I cannot kill a man. And maybe that's the difference is I don't think killing people is cool. Well, like, I cannot kill a man with, you know, with my Spider-Man 55 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my invincible number one, I cannot murder a man with. And I I just never understood when people were like, want to stockpile them. Like, I was always taught you, you respect a weapon. I was taught to shoot them very young, just like you were. But the difference was, is like, we didn't collect them because you can't, you can't respect something that you have stockpiled like that where it's like these are for murdering people it's like okay well we only need to murder a few people so we have one you know like (laughs) we i had a crossbow as a kid and i had a hunting rifle which i didn't use i've never even shot it um i was taught to shoot it but i was afraid to um and my my father had one and we again it's like we we respected it so why why if (laughs) if it's a thing to be revered like why do you have 77 more like i just i don't I don't understand it. At that point, it's not, it's like you said, it's not like a respect. It's not a safety thing. It's a collection. And yeah. 
I am. I'm just. I. Why do you want to collect something that's deadly? That's like saying, like, look at all my vials of poison. <laughs> if any, if this shell falls, we're all gonna die within a two hundred mile radius. But if somebody comes into this house and they ask for tea, oh, they got another thing coming. Ooh, they got some tea. All right, it'll be the best last tea they ever had. I just. Oh, I don't get it. And and again, like I get why you would have some. There is an argument to be made for for safety. And again, like the Second Amendment, it's not bullshit. Like there's a reason why we said we had a right to bear arms. It was so if the government tried to start some shit, I do think that's a little part of it because they're definitely paranoid about that too. But like neither of them are going to be able to operate them in that sense at this point. You know, like right. And you, again, you can only operate one or two so if you're an action hero at, at one time. But I always love in movies where you see a dude carrying two guns. It's like, no, oh, you God. can't do that. It's like, no how do you reload? That. It's also you just not reload. effective. Like, you can't effectively <laughs> aim a weapon if you're holding two. Yeah. But, uh, Especially but... a fucking heavy-ass, like, rifle or something. Or even, like, pistols. Like, okay, you're going to dual-wield 45s, one in each hand, and you're going to fucking... <laughs> I think I've only ever seen two people that that look like they can actually aim uh, while holding two weapons, and that was Sylvester Stallone in Rambo 2 and um, Neo in The Matrix 1. (laughs) You know, Keanu Reeves in The Matrix 1. Other than that, no one else has ever looked like they were remotely hitting their target while holding two weapons. Right, that's like (laughs) video game shit. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's And I guess also just as a father... Like, if anything ever happened to my kids, like, or even come close to my, like, why would I take that risk? And it's obviously it's different. Me and your father are not the same person. But I mean, me and my father are not the same person either. Think fuck. So, well, like, so like we used to take my dog for walks. Um, <laughs> this is like the worst thing ever. We used to go hiking with my dog, and <laughs> me and my dog <sighs> and the trails. Yeah, so we would we would, we would go hiking with my dog and my kids and my wife, and I would often take the dog because he's really like energetic. So he would pull really really hard. And the thing about my dog is he's really afraid of other dogs, especially if they're bigger. And he like freaks out and he growls and he sounds mean, but he's this tiny little dog. He's a <laughs> he's like a Australian Shepherd mixed with a Black Lab, but he's like tiny as hell. And he's so he's making coach. like big, exactly, exactly. But still, like I don't want anyone to feel threatened. So like I'll pull him over to the side so he can't bother anybody, or I'll walk a wide breath around this person with another dog and go yeah. really far ahead. Well, at one point there was a young kid with a gigantic, gigantic German Shepherd, and this thing was pretty calm until my dog started freaking out. So then it started freaking out, and this kid was not ready or prepared at all for this gigantic doll dog to pull, and it broke the leash immediately. And, oh, it, Jesus. and and I was so afraid for my kids, but it didn't want the kids. It wanted my dog. Luckily, it didn't want me because I wasn't going to win that fight. And it latched right. onto my dog's neck. And I'm trying to pull that dog off my dog because my dog's little and I love my dog. I'm trying to protect my dog. And yeah. I, I kind of got in the way and my dog protected me and like took him instead. But me and this other guy are trying to pry that dog off of him. And meanwhile, so I get my dog off, but then I got to go back for my kids, you know, and keep them safe. I mean, as my wife's trying to hold them back. And that that dog wasn't after my kids. It was after my dog. I didn't get hurt. Luckily, neither dogs really got hurt either. Everyone was pretty okay. That dog was trying to protect its owner. It didn't murder my dog. But the thing about it was, is like it still put my kids in danger. You best believe I don't take my dog with my kids anymore. Like we do two separate trips. I walk yeah. my dog around here. I don't take them on that kind of walk anymore. 
And I'm much more careful when there's other dogs around because I love my kids and I wouldn't do anything to remotely put them in harm. And I just, I gotta say as like a father, like, I'm so sorry that your father kept the guns, kept looking at the guns that day, like put you around more guns and like, I essentially chose that collection over you. And it just like, it just hurts me to have to hear you tell that story. Cause it's, it's just so wrong to me on every level. Not just because like, I don't like guns or whatever, but just like as a dad, like that's just, that's bullshit, man. And it's just so not okay. And I'm sorry that you even kind of thought it was okay for a little while. I know you're an adult now and you've worked through some shit, but that's just right. Yeah, I, back I, then was so yeah. weird, dude. I was definitely like a different person. I uh my view of shit like that was the thing too, is I think at that point in time too, I was still trying to see my parents in like some sort of like good light, I guess. I mean they're your parents still, like and you don't know yeah. necessarily what they're doing is wrong because you're taught to to listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially and, back yeah. then, you know, in that age, like, not as much anymore, because more now, so people are, like, adults are more willing to be like, I don't know things, there's people that don't know things, honey, instead of, like, back then, where it's just, like, adults know everything, you should feel safe with any adult, because all adults have all the knowledge, and it's just like, then you become one, and you're like, dog, everybody's just guessing, it's like, I can't remember what comedian that was, but I, I as I was saying it, it was like, somebody said that before, like, right. <laughs> Well, I, I, I mentioned, you know, my dad doing cocaine. My dad did a lot of stupid shit. My dad was a pretty nice guy and he was pretty good to me. He was like lackluster when it comes to like expressing feelings or like being around all the time. But he yeah. never cleaned a gun around me, you know, like that never happened. But the thing was, is like my dad, if you were to look at like relative to like book smarts, my dad was kind of stupid. And, and like he would never tell me he was stupid. Like he never said he was smart. But he would never, you know, like I'd ask him a question and be like, oh, I don't know. You know, he was OK with that. And he was OK with being relatively dumb by comparison. And he never let it get to him. He didn't advertise it. But there was something to be said with, with going, I don't know. And that's the way I live my life. My kids ask me something. And I don't I don't know. We you know what we do. We go look it up together. We figure it out together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't let them think that you need to have all the answers because leading the kids to think they need to have all the answers leads to shit like, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. Nothing could go wrong here. Let's clean this gun. I know that's a there's a wide breath in between there, but no, I get that because I can branch to like a lot of stuff. That's just like with like to a degree, like with like sports parents that like make their kids play sports and stuff like that. It, yeah. Like it can kind of go in a lot of directions. Like it's like you said, it's like a long like reach from there to there. But like I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I just like it, you can probably hear it. Like that just it just like bothers me. That, I'm sorry, buddy. I, it's no, it's you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forget about it because like that's the thing too. Like I guess for like people who don't notice or anything like that, it's just, like I don't notice because so much crazy shit has happened. Like. When I talk about it, it's so normal, and then I tell these stories like so casually. Well, I I kind of I kind of lost it a little bit at, like in the midst of it, but you know, like I can tell these stories just like because I've told it so many times to a couple different people. So like when I tell these stories, like you almost think I'm making it up because I'm so just like yeah, this happened about it, and people are like, 
oh my fucking god, are you okay? Like, do you need a hug? I'm like, right, that should, yeah, that that was fucked up, wasn't it? Shit. Uh, I'm like, and then I have to be like, well, I'm okay. And like, I've been through and explained that like, I've worked through it myself, like now, but then like, you know, I, I like, I don't think about it because I'll just tell the story and then people will be like, fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And that's, that's the part, that's why like, I feel the need, like, you know, it's not okay. But like, I feel the need again, like as like a dad, so I was like saying, I'm like, that's just, it's really not okay. Oh no, and... definitely not trying to undermine what you're saying for sure. Oh like, no, definitely. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't think that. I just, I feel bad that sometimes like I, again, I appreciate you coming on and talking about that stuff, but that's rough. And honestly, probably where we should end it. I know it's like a rough point to end on, but like, you know, gun safety people. Like, gun safety. No don't matter shoot your which fucking side, kids. Don't shoot at your fucking kids. That's the thing is on no matter what side of you know the the debate of like gun control or whatever, the one thing we can all agree on is you should still be safe with your guns, right? Like even the NRA says that shit, right? Like know your safety, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you want to have your up. guns and do all this cool shit. Like learn it, teach everybody. If you're gonna have it around your kids, like when they're old, like teach them all the safe shit. Like even if it's fucking annoying, like goddamn, like you gotta. You know that's, that's one I, of those I things you can be repetitive yeah. about to ingrain in one hundred percent. Goddamn, I disagree with how young like a lot of us handle guns where we come from. But mm-hmm. one thing I I do agree on is like we all knew the importance of it and we all respected them. You know, like you take gun safety so young, it's so weird when you think like hunter safety and stuff as a kid. It's like, oh, I was like six, like hunter safety. Like what? (laughs) Yeah, but like, but it is important. It's like, if you're going to have them, make sure everyone understands the gravity of it because one fell swoop and that fridge is dead, you know? The fridge is gone. Shot of yogurt. (laughs) There was yogurt everywhere. It was red. Very, very like metaphoric. If you think about it in the end, it was, it was like raspberry or strawberry or some shit. It was all over the inside. And then eliminated that yogurt with extreme prejudice. It went through the side of the fridge, ricocheted around inside the fridge, shot out of the back of the fridge, shot through the wall, shot through the other side of the wall, and went out of the house. Yeah, and that's, like, when you talk about, like, that gun, you're like, that's got, like, the stopping power, like, it can take down, like, an armored vehicle, and it's like... Yeah, like, if you're a two, like, literally, like, the, the, the force behind, I can't remember exactly what the terms are, and gun, gun people, like, crucify me or whatever, but, like... All I know is, like, if you're a giant 200-pound man and somebody shoots you in the chest with it, you will fall backwards you will fall, on your you ass will. and also have a big-ass hole in your chest. Like, I feel like that's the bigger issue, but yeah, you'd probably definitely fall over. Uh, it's just got stopping power because, like, I could get into the history of why, but I'm not going to because that's not what this is about. <laughs> no, no, this is this is about voting. <laughs> in november vote or die motherfucker (laughs) go vote november and uh travis i want to thank you again for coming on and telling us some really crazy stories anytime man i have plenty i have a lot it's weird (laughs) we'll definitely do this again i'll need to hear more stories maybe we can pick up some where you don't die or almost die maybe i'll cry (laughs) now yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if you if you like this one, definitely check out Travis's other episode on Persons of No Consequence. Um, we have lots we have that episode and lots of other episodes over at campykilledcreations.com. If you really, really liked it, drop a buck or two over at patreon.com slash campykilledcreations. That money, if you back us on any tier, gets you bonus content, early content, all sorts of bespoke content just for you. But more importantly, it keeps the lights on, it keeps me being able to get guests like Travis 
on the show to tell us horrifying stories for you to listen to in your enjoyment. But it also uh, keeps all the other podcasts going, like Right in the Fields, our nostalgia podcast, Aiming for Mediocrity, where we just sit around and talk shit. Travis is on that podcast all the time. Um Ooh. Yeah, you can listen to my solo podcast where I tell crazy stories and Travis pops on every once in a while. Uh, those don't usually end with anyone being shot at every once in a while. I guess sometimes they do, but that's called confession. Uh, can't be killed confessions. They're usually kind of uplifting most of the time. They're usually, usually funny to the point. Like, usually the people are comfortable telling the story and it's like, it's funny now. It wasn't then, but it's hilarious now. And people are like, ah, it was a cute story. Yeah, unlike where it's like, I was almost shot at. It wasn't funny then. Still not funny now. <laughs> Definitely still trauma now. <laughs> <laughs> but like i said you can check out all that stuff over there if you want to follow us on social media you can can't be killed creations or can't be killed pod i'm at resident stevel on basically everything and uh you can email us your questions if you want to be a guest on the show if you have concerns about travis's well-being you can email us at can't be killed creations at gmail.com travis any last words before i let you go uh, sub- subscribe to all the things that he had you say, say to subscribe to. I'll come kill your fridge. I will shoot yeah, your fridge. He, he's got experience. He's I'll seen, kill the microwave seen, too. I'm fucking seen crazy. appliances murdered up close, dude. I watched it. I know how to. I know how to kill an oven in one kick. You think I won't? You think I won't? This new technology can't stop me. <laughs> all right, this is this has been persons of no consequence. I am Terry Smith, and we're out.